Welcome to this week's episode of Stand Out, growing in the organizing and productivity profession brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Every episode, we will learn from NAPO members and subject matter experts as they share their successes, challenges, best practices, proven strategies, industry developments, and more. Please welcome our host, professional organizer, Sarah Karakayan. Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Stand Out, the podcast all about growing in the organizing and productivity industry. My name is Sarah Karakayan, professional organizer and your host. What is a mastermind? How can being a part of one impact your personal and professional life significantly? Today, we're chatting with Aaron Walker, who has founded more than a dozen companies over the past 41 years. He attributes much of his success to having surrounded himself with his mastermind counterparts. Aaron spent a decade meeting weekly with Dave Ramsey, Dan Miller, Ken Abraham, and five other amazing entrepreneurs. Aaron is the founder of Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind that now hosts 15 groups with national and international members. Aaron is the author of View from the Top, a must-read to fully understand how to live a life of success and significance. Also the founder of The Mastermind Playbook, an incredible resource source for starting, running, and scaling masterminds. Aaron lives in Nashville, Tennessee with his wife, Robin, of 40 years, and he has two incredible daughters and five beautiful grandchildren. Aaron, welcome to the episode. Hey, Sarah, you made me sound good in that introduction. Thank you for that. I hope I can live up to some of those things. Man, I've been so excited to be your guest today. Thank you for having me. It is our absolute pleasure. And this couldn't come at a better time, honestly, honestly, in my life, because I love learning. I love getting out of my city and networking with others. And I go to conferences a lot. I go to um, educational seminars, all those sorts of things. And I've actually been wondering, you know, I've heard a lot about these mastermind things. And I want to know what they're about and how they're different from an educational conference or educational seminars and things of that nature. So I'm so excited to have you on the show today to tell us about them. But let's get started with who you are truly and how you got into being in a mastermind yourself and why you found it important to carry on sharing that experience with others. Well, I'm going to take you way back if I could. I'm soon to be 60 years old, but we're going to go way back, Sarah, just for a moment, just to give context to when I was 18 years old. I grew up in a home in Nashville, Tennessee, very poor. We didn't have anything at all, and I wanted better. So I went to summer school and night school for a couple of years, got out of school at the beginning of my junior year in high school, worked for two years, then met a couple of guys that had a lot of money because I needed it to start a business. So we went in partners. We started a retail outlet and two weeks out of high school, Robin and I, my wife got married. And I look back now, I think, good night, two weeks out of high school. You know, we're, <laughs> we're sweethearts in high school and we get married. And I said, Robin, we can't mess this up because Robin came from a family that was poorer than I was, if you can only imagine that. And I said, we may never get this chance again. Let's really focus on 
putting some money away, paying off the business. And so we took an $18,000 salary for nine years and we poured all the money back into the company. And when I was 27 years old, I sold out to a Fortune 500 and I was able to retire. And I thought, my goodness, this is the American dream. We go from broker and a convict to being able to retire at 27 years old. And that sounds amazing, I know, to some of your listeners, Sarah. But the truth is, I became extremely bored. I gained 50 pounds in 18 months. My wife woke me up one day from a nap and she said, this is not what I signed up for. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) And I said, Robin, I don't have any reason to get up. Like, what am I going to do? You can only play so much golf and fish so much. I don't have anything to do. And she said, you need to go get a job. You need to start another company, whatever you want to do. But you got to get out of the house and you certainly got to get out of the bed. (laughs) And so I did. I went back and I bought the company that I worked for when I was a child. And we grew that company four times the size it was over the next nine years. So by this time, I'm 40 years old and things are amazing. I'm working three days a week. My partner's working three days a week. I have two beautiful daughters. Life couldn't be any better until August 1st, 2001, which is 19 years ago now. I was headed to the office. Things were just incredible. It was a beautiful morning. It was hot, you know, in August in Nashville, it's pretty stuffy. And so I was just headed to the office and a pedestrian was crossing the street in front of me to catch a local bus and didn't look my way. And I ran over and killed a pedestrian on that morning. And it radically changed the paradigm shift of my life. All of a sudden, all these vivid images came to my mind of what it would have been like had I been killed. What if I had taken a different route? I was thinking all these things and very stressful, needless to say. I went in about two weeks later and talked to my business partner and I said, hey, I'm going to retire. I said, I've been chasing money since I was 13 years old. I'm 40 now and I'm going to retire. And I did. I took five years off. I didn't do anything for five years. Well, during the course of that time, I was at the Curb Center in Nashville, listening to a concert by a group called Mercy Me. And sitting in front of me was a guy I'd met almost a decade earlier named Dave Ramsey. He was starting a new financial peace show here in Nashville. He was on one station and he gave me advertising to try him. That's how far back we go. And Dave and I developed a great friendship and he saw me at the concert and he said, I'm starting a mastermind and I want you to be a member. And I said, I don't even know what a mastermind is. He started (laughs) laughing. He said, why don't you come to the office Wednesday morning? I'll introduce you to the guys and we'll go from there. Well, I didn't want to go, Sarah. I was like, I don't want to go and be vulnerable and transparent and authentic and all these things that he told me. I'm like, I'm fine just in my own little shell, making my own little decisions, running my company. And so I went reluctantly, but I went and Week by week, these guys started opening up. Dave started sharing trials he was experiencing in business. And then Dan Miller and then Ken Abraham and Jeff Mosley and Tommy Summers. All these guys started sharing. And I'm like, well, I'm not the only one that's got problems. I mean, like there's other adult men out there that have problems. And so I started sharing. Well, that was the first introduction two decades ago that I had with a mastermind group. So fast forward to nine years ago. I retired again. My wife said I've retired more than the law allows. So I retired (laughs) and she said, uh, so what are you going to do now? And I said, I don't know. So I go to the mastermind group and Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller say, what are you going to do? I said, nothing. (laughs) I'm going to go down to the Caribbean and I'm going to get one of those little tiki huts and I'm going to rock myself into an oblivion. 
And Dan Miller leaned over the table and he pointed his finger at me. He said, that's the most selfish thing I've ever heard you say. And I started laughing. Well, he didn't. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He said, you've owned 12 successful companies. You and Robin have been married over 30 years at this time. And you mean to tell me you're going to kick back and say, I've got enough for me. Good luck to the rest of you. He said, you can't do that. He said, you need to coach. So Dave invited me to do Entree Leadership Mastery Series, and I loved it. Dan said, come and do Innovate out at the Sanctuary. It's a coaching program, and I loved it. So I started coaching, started doing podcast interviews, and God just blessed our business. It's amazing. Today, we have 15 groups with 10 in a group. We're in nine different countries. We have three groups with women that are absolutely crushing it. And we have one group with emerging men. So we have 19 mastermind groups now represented in nine countries. And Sarah, we're having more fun today because people are not only successful, but they're significant in every area of their life. And I hope you'll give me an opportunity in a few moments to share some of the practical applications that we teach and how you too can experience that. Oh my gosh, please. Like, like I shared with you before, I, I get out there, I leave my town, I interact with others, but I've been craving something a little deeper than what I can get at your typical meetup or conference or educational seminar. So please, what are some practical applications that we can experience if and when we involve ourselves in a mastermind? You know, Robin and I are Christian by faith. So a lot of the things that we talk about will come directly out of scripture because of my you know, my willingness to follow Christ. And so we study the Bible a lot. God created us to be in community. And there is so much value in being in community. See, isolation is the enemy to excellence. And if you really want to excel in life, you've got to have people around you. And the value of the mastermind is they're non-biased, trusted advisors. And what I mean by that is that the advice that they give you they don't have anything to gain or lose as a result of telling you the truth. And Sarah, I'm sure you've had girlfriends in the past or maybe some male friends that have cared enough about you to tell you the truth. Like you're doing this thing and I get it, but people are perceiving you as maybe arrogant or condescending or maybe that the way that you treat your husband or your boyfriend should be different. And this is the way that you should consider, or maybe if you have children, maybe you should stop working at four or five in the afternoon so you can be present with your children at piano recital or baseball practice. And you're like, man, that's getting really personal. Isn't hmm. it? Well, yes, it is, but it's people that care about you. See, if they didn't care about your well-being, they wouldn't say those things. And you only get that when you're in community and you only get that when you invest an inordinate amount of time around people that gives them permission to tell you the hard things. So first and foremost, for me, it was being in community added great value because people could really encourage my superpowers, which I hope I have one or two, but they could also point out your kryptonite. They could also point out the blind spots. In my 20s and 30s, Sarah, you wouldn't have had me as your guest because I was very arrogant and condescending. And the reason is because I started to believe in my own self. I started reading my own press clippings. And what it was, was poor kid from Nashville makes enough money to retire at 27. Well, I started believing that stuff. And I was like, I'm the golden child. Like, I've got this. I can do this. And it almost got me in real trouble. 
because I started getting involved in relationships that I probably shouldn't have done. I started getting involved in activities that were not to the best interest of me and my community and my family. It wasn't anything earth shaking and it wasn't anything that was illegal or immoral, but it was just things that wasn't best. The community was able to surround me at this point in my life 20 years ago to guide me and to take me in a different direction. The other thing is encouragement. You know, when you're around somebody, I don't know about you, but I've got to have a huge amount of accountability in working out. And I need the encouragement of the trainer. I need that guy to say, come on, Big A, one more. You got one more in you. I know you do. That's what masterminds give you. Hmm. See, masterminds, we have these upper limit challenges. And oftentimes there's things that we want to do, but we're timid. We're like, no, I can't do that. You know, it's like, yes, you can. Come on, Sarah. You got what it takes. Just give it one more. You can do this. You see, that's what the mastermind gives you. So the two primary things for me is the community it gives you. It gives you a sense of encouragement and then the relationships. And I want to stop along the way because I have a number of things. Sarah, I don't know if you have any questions as it relates to community and encouragement and building relationships, but the relationships are our number one asset. And when we're in these groups, it opens up a whole new sphere of influence of other people's relationships that we can continue to nurture ourselves because relationships, as we know, trump everything. And so for me, first and foremost, it's the community, it's the encouragement you get, and it's the relationships that you build. It sounds so wonderful. And maybe this question is, maybe it's jumping ahead actually, but how do we find this community? How do we find people who are willing to open themselves up? It sounds like you get quite vulnerable and you have to be receptive to truth that maybe is very hard to hear or receptive to people pushing us a little bit outside of our comfort zone. How do we, how do our listeners find these communities and these relationships or do we start them? Well, you can do either. And I encourage you to do either. You know, we built an entire organization around this and it's called Iron Sharpens Iron. And it's really a biblical prophecy. Just Proverbs 27, 17 is one man sharpens another as iron sharpens iron. And the sparks have got to fly, right? In mm -hmm. order to create something that's amazing. And I don't know about you, but I want people to tell me the truth. I want people in my life that will encourage, that will help push through those upper limit challenges, that will tell me when it's a bad idea or tell me, hey, Big A, you've got to stop working at this time. I know you love to work, but Robin needs you. Your two daughters need you. Your five grandchildren need you. you got to go on vacation. You've got to get out. You've got to do these things. My propensity would be to work 24 hours a day. I love to work. I love what I do, but that's not healthy. And so I've got to schedule breaks and I've got people that hold me accountable for that. Well, the first thing that I would do is that if you can get in an organization like Iron Sharpens Iron that already exists, we've already got the framework, we've got the procedures, we've got the themes, we've got the accountability tools, we've got the community, the directory, we've got the framework laid out so we can plug you right in. But if you're like, no, I really don't want to do that. We created a program called the Mastermind Playbook. And my daughter came in my office one day. She's the COO of our company. And she said, all these people are paying you this ridiculous amounts of money to teach them to build mastermind groups. Why don't we, you know, create the playbook? And so that's what we did. So now we've created 30 videos and 90 worksheets and tools that leave no stone unturned. So you can create your own mastermind group. A lot of people elect to do it geographically speaking. 
They have mm. business people in the community or people in their church or their civic organizations, and they gather eight or 10 people and say, hey, would you start meeting in my office like Dave Ramsey did? And he started inviting people. So locally, we met, we were called the Eagles, and we met every Wednesday for an hour and a half in Dave's conference room. And so doing that for a dozen years really gave me great insight as to the value of being in these groups. So Sarah, there's not just one way, and it would be foolish for me to suggest that there would be. There's industry-specific groups. There's groups like we have, and the groups that we have are 60% professional, 30% personal, and 10% spiritual. And the reason we do that is because years ago, I came home with a pocket full of money to a house full of strangers. You see, at the end of the day, I'm successful financially, but you're still a loser when you sacrifice your family to achieve it. Hmm. And what I want to do in the groups that we have, Sarah, is to be able to help point people to huge success, but simultaneously have significance. That's the piece that I was missing 20 years ago was the significance. Nobody cared that I had a little bit of money. Nobody cared that I'd had a little bit of resources and a little bit of freedom. The only thing people care about is how your life impacts them. And that's called significance. And we've really changed our mindset to help other people accomplish their goals and dreams. And as a result, we're a lot more successful financially, but we're 100x times more significant. So I teach people how you can be successful and significant. And I love how you made significant, how your life can impact others. So yes, while you are, I think of significance as, you know, you're kind of the star of the show or you're kind of out there in front of everybody, but it's for another purpose. It's for others to do it. And how you said before, you know, you were, you were retired, ready to go home and, and golf every day or what have you. And your friend called you out and said, we, people need you. My, right now, the Naples audience needs you to share with us how they can become significant and help us. It's, it's like this nice little domino effect. It sounds like with the mastermind sure. group too, you leave these these meetings or these gatherings and you're just, you feel inspired and empowered to share what you've learned with those who you you touch on a daily basis. I love that. Some of the other things that it gives you in masterminds that some people are unaware of, first of all, is access. You know, when you have a huge pool of relationships, you have huge access to other people and the access affords other opportunities. And I want you to understand how important these relationships are. When I was at Entree Leadership, Dave was teaching and I was sitting on the second row and Dave said, you know, our show has gained popularity there. They're on about 750 radio stations now. And he said, access to me is pretty limited. But he pointed at me and he said, but if Aaron suggests somebody needs to talk to me, he goes, they're going to get in. Well, see, because he knows I won't disrupt that relationship, I'm not going to abuse it. When I say, Dave, you need to meet Sarah. Sarah could change your life. She can help you. She needs your, it's like, Sarah, now you've got access mm -hmm. to other people that I have influence. It's the same way for you with other people when you're in the mastermind groups, people like Michael Stelzner and Cliff Ravenscraft and Ray Edwards and some of those people that you may recognize or you may not. Because of my involvement with them, I have access to them now. And it's through these masterminds that I've made these introductions. Another great value is perspective. And for me, it's one of the biggest assets of being in a mastermind group. We did a remodel project at my house recently. 
And I had the architect and the draftsman and the general contractor, subcontractors, you know, the GC, everyone was looking at this problem that we had with this construction and we couldn't resolve it. We just could not, no matter how hard we tried, we couldn't make these two individual units fit together. Two weeks later, I was sitting on my patio doing a coaching call. I do one-on-one coaching and I looked up at the problem from a different perspective Hmm. and I was able to solve it. You see, that's what people do in our lives because, Sarah, you have a different life experience than I have. You have different filters. You have different parents. You have different siblings. You have different relatives. You have different colleagues that have given you a new insight. There's no way I can have all those insights or all those experiences. And when I present a problem to the group, Sarah, you go, you know, Big A, that's happened in my life and here's how we handled it. I'm like, I didn't even know to know that. I didn't even know that option was available. That's the reason that the power of the mastermind is so valuable is because there's so many different perspectives. I touched on accountability a moment ago. I don't know about you, Sarah, but I need accountability in my life. I need people around me. I hate to exercise. It's like been my Achilles heel my entire adult life. And I had three guys that said, big guy, you're almost 60 now. You've got to get some exercise. You want to be around for your grandchildren and you want to participate with them. So in October of 2019, I started exercising and they held me accountable every day. Did you go? Did you go? So I hired a trainer so that I would be held accountable from a different perspective. These guys, and now here I am today, we're recording this in March. I've been five months and I'm going four to five days a week. Every single week. And I love it now. And the reason I love it is because those endorphins it gives you, Mm -hmm. my waistline is trimming, right? There's a few muscles that's happening. I'm like, dude, what is that? Oh, that's a muscle. (laughs) And it's like, it's because I've done the reps because I had the accountability. So that's another thing that the mastermind gives you. It just gives you that accountability. Have you needed accountability, Sarah, in your life for any years? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I might be a little bit more like you where I need accountability to take a break <laughs> or to make sure I'm... I know. You love to work, I right? I do. I do. I love working and volunteering. And you're right. You need someone with an outside perspective to hold you accountable to make sure that you truly are enjoying all that all that I'm working for. So what you've shared with me has truly spoken to me. And, and I'm sure we have listeners out there who are who are feeling it as well. If Aaron, we're gonna take a quick break to hear a message from Napa, but when we come back, I wanna learn a little bit more about the Mastermind Playbook and how perhaps some of our listeners could tap into that and see if starting their own mastermind might be something that they're interested in. We'll be right back. To find out about all of the benefits of joining Napo from networking, education, free member resources, and more, visit napo.com. Okay, we are back. We have Aaron Walker here talking all things mastermind and he shared with us all the benefits of being a part of a mastermind community, relationships, the encouragement we get from those who attend with us, the access you get to the people that they know. So you have masterminds already running. We could just kind of tap into that and, and experience what you've already created. But what if we have listeners out there who just want to start small? I know you have the mastermind playbook. So what sort of things should they look for if perhaps there's a mastermind that already exists? in their area or they want to start one on their own, what are some things they should look for in a mastermind that would be something beneficial to them? 
Yeah, great question. Thank you. I want to eliminate a couple of myths, if I could, first of all. Some people think, you know, I couldn't start a mastermind because I don't have all the experience that Aaron has. I haven't owned 14 businesses over 41 years, and I haven't got the relationships that he does with some of these people. See, the benefit of a mastermind is not the facilitator. The benefit of the mastermind is the format by which you've laid out and you've invited people to come in your inner circle. And the benefit is from everyone, not from the facilitator. So you don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have all the experience. You've just got to have the framework that you're laying out for people to enjoy a great experience. Everything we do now is virtual. We don't do any in-person masterminds. Mm. And a lot of you say, well, that seems very unusual. Well, it's actually amazing. Let me tell you why. You may live in a city or a town or a community where there's not a lot of entrepreneurs or there's not a lot of folks that would really enjoy going deep. And so what you can do is we use a video platform called Zoom. And on Zoom, you can host up to 100 people in a room. So we only host 10 people at a time. So we have people now in nine different countries. And so we have people in multiple time zones. We have one guy that is in Australia and it's tomorrow for him (laughs) on our today in the U.S. So we're in two different days sharing. We've got one mastermind group that has four different countries represented simultaneously. And see, we have entrepreneurs all over the world that really want to grow personally and professionally. And it's a lot easier, first and foremost, to be able to cut your camera on one hour, cut it off, get back to work. If you do it in person, we got a shower. We got to drive to that office. <laughs> right. We're going to spend 20 minutes talking before the meeting starts. We're going to talk for an hour and a half. We're going to spend 20 more minutes talking. And then we got to get back in the car and we got to drive back to the office or to our home. And we've got to re-engage in business. Now we've taken four hours of our day versus one hour from the convenience of your home or your office. The other thing, Sarah, that we've really found to be beneficial is people will become much more vulnerable and transparent and authentic quicker. And let me tell you why we've discovered. When you're in a geographic area where you invite your banker and your preacher and your colleague and your cousin and your brother to join this group, well, if I'm in that group, my wife plays tennis with my brother's wife and My wife also goes to the country club with the banker's wife and they have lunch every Tuesday and play bridge. All of a sudden, I'm like, I wonder if they're talking about the things that we just talked about in the mastermind. It doesn't give you as safe a place when you have connections in a community. But when I'm dealing with a guy in Texas and California and Louisiana and New Orleans and a guy in Canada and a guy in Australia, I'm like, They don't know anything about me. They don't know anything about my family. I don't have to worry about anybody playing tennis with anybody. And here it goes. I'm going to let the veil down. I'm going to let the facade down. And I'm going to give you everything. We had a guy come on a call a few minutes ago in one of our masterminds. He just joined three weeks ago. He lives in London. He's 66 years old. And he's got a problem with his daughter. Right out of the gate, three weeks into the mastermind, he just shared everything. There's no way he would have done that in his community. We were able to rally around him and help him and give him good advice because it eliminates all those barriers. 
And the other thing is, is that twice a year, everybody from all the groups comes to Nashville at my expense. And I put them up in a hotel. We have a conference center and we meet and we mastermind in person for two and a half days. Every six months we do that. So we get the human connection, but then we get that accountability in those weekly calls on Zoom every single week. A lot of people go, ah, I just meet with my mastermind once a month. Well, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of life happens in a month. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the stock market's gone down 5,000 <laughs> points in the past 12 days. And we got a coronavirus that's been going on for a month now. Well, I need to make decisions today. I don't need to make decisions a month from now. So I need that weekly interaction with my ISI brothers or the ISI sisters depending on the group, because I need this encouragement today. I need answers today. I can't wait a month. And so if you're going to start your own mastermind group, just think about doing it from a video conference platform. There's no use in reinventing the wheel. We've got 19 groups now with social proof. We've had groups meeting for seven years, Sarah, every single week for seven years. Wow. People wouldn't do that if there wasn't an immense amount of value. So think long-term, Think how you can do it from a video conference, and then the world is your oyster. You can go out and get people anywhere to be involved in your mastermind group. How important is size of the mastermind group? Are there large yeah, ones, very small important. ones? Yeah, share with us what those importances yeah. are. I wouldn't have one smaller than eight because the synergy is just not there. Plus, invariably, one or two people are going to have to be out for sickness or travel or business, whatever the case may be. And then you're left with a much smaller group and there's really no synergy or energy. And I would recommend it stay at 12 or less. Our groups are 10. And the reason being is if it's larger than 12, you have no airtime. Hmm. And Sarah, if you're like me, you've got issues in your life and in your relationships that you need to discuss. And if you're only getting to discuss that once a month or once every two months because of the amount of people, it really doesn't add value to you weekly. So we have found a real magic spot in the 10 to 12 range. How about format of the meetings? How important is it to have a framework from when the meetings start to when they end and making sure everyone gets right. what you said, like the air right. time. You know, there's different philosophies out there, different schools of thought, and I can only speak for myself. My time is very valuable and it's very important that I maximize my time. I'm not an artsy kind of guy. Show up. We're going to feel it through. <laughs> whatever happens, happens. That's just not me. Mm -hmm. And if you're wanting that, my group is not for you. I'm very regimented. I'm very put together. I'm very systematic. I'm very methodical because I get things done that way. So that's the way we run our groups. When you sign on, we're giving wins. It kind of gets the momentum going. Like, I love to hear wins, Sarah. When you have a big win, it fires me up. And it's like, man, I can't wait to share my win. And then we are reading books. Man, I love to read. I'm read a couple of hours every morning. You know, you don't learn through osmosis. You just don't wake up smarter. And so we've got to read and we've got to watch great TED Talks and listen to great podcasts 
podcast and read great blogs. We quit watching the news 20 years ago. Hmm. We turned the news off and I said, I don't want to fill my mind with that garbage that keeps me depressed and I'm anxious and I'm scared. Somebody told me three years ago we had an election. I guess we did, but <laughs> I, no, I'm not that bad. I do know what's going on, <laughs> but it's selective and I just can't stand another murder or a child getting molested. And before I go in there and try to go to sleep at night, I'm all about filling my mind with positive things that are good. It's going to move the need forward. So we're constantly studying great books. We have questions every week that we answer. Then we do man in the middle or a woman in the middle. And so we focus on Sarah. Like now for 15 or 20 minutes, it's all about your relationships, your business, the questions that you need answered. Everybody focuses on you. You're the highlight. You're the center of attention. And you post your questions in the Facebook group that's specific for your group two or three days in advance. So I'll know the resources I need to bring or how I can help you. So we really attack that. And then we do what's called a full cup. And what that means is, is that we serve out of abundance. And so when I really learn something good, I'm like, Sarah, you wouldn't believe what I learned today. This is amazing. It's a new technology. It's a new hack. There's this new book. And this is what I learned out of it. So you're always sharing these resources with the group. And then we have a private Facebook group where you're sharing all through the week. Some people use Voxer. Some people use other methods of communication. But all through the week, we're communicating, building those relationships. We come back the next week and we do it again. And we rotate through the leaders. Everybody gets an opportunity every five weeks to lead. And then everybody every five weeks gets the spotlight on them. So it's very methodical. That's the way the Mastermind Playbook is also. We've got everything laid out, scripted. We know exactly what we're going to be doing in every cost. So it maximizes your productivity. It helps you personally and professionally. Now, let me say this, Sarah, you know well as I do, life happens and you're going to have a catastrophe at some point. We set everything aside. Everything sets aside because there's a humanity side to these groups. And we go, Sarah, that's very serious. We need to devote all of our attention and time to you today and let us help you work through this problem. And so we have a very empathetic side to us, and we want to be sure that your needs get met. That's the way we run our groups. I love that. My, I know our listeners are going to ask this too. Is joining a mastermind group, is there a financial contribution they should make, put some skin in the game? How important is that? Well, you know, there's groups that can operate without having a financial involvement. Historically, though, we value what we pay for. Mm -hmm. And there needs to be a level of pain that encourages you to be there and participate. And what we did initially, we started out way too low and the perceived value was low because the fee was low. And as we increased that, we found a healthy balance where the fee is enough that we can run the organization and it's painful enough that you don't want to miss because you want to be there. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so there's a balance. You have to find what that is. If you charge too much, you steer off a lot of the people. So you've got to identify who your avatar is, who it is that you're trying to attract. So we felt like we hit a real sweet spot in that for us personally. 
It does eliminate some people, but some people, quite honestly, won't join our group because they say, I want to pay more and I want to be in a higher level group. Mm. But the truth is, is we have people that are solopreneurs that are barely paying their dues. And we have other people that do a million dollars a week in top line revenue. So we're very diverse, a lot of very high end entrepreneurs in our group. And there's a lot of people that are solopreneurs that want to grow. And the way that you grow is to by get around people that have been there and done that. And so we've got a very good mix where you can be a mentor or a mentee. That sounds so powerful. And it sounds like to join a great mastermind means that you could really be looking at transformation in the face. And as long as you participate and you bring your whole self to it, you truly could change your life and your journey. Well, it's been a life transformational experience for me. I wouldn't have near the level of success that I've enjoyed personally or professionally uh, had I not been involved in mastermind groups. I just need people around me to listen, to give me advice, to call me out, to push me forward because I don't want to be isolated. That's a terrible feeling. And I had that feeling early on as a young man. I had nobody to go to. Mm -hmm. I didn't have anybody to tell me, should I choose A or B? Should I go left or right? Mm -hmm. I don't know whether to stop or move forward. But when you have the general consensus of the multitude of people that are non-biased, they can give you good counsel and can help you move the ball down the field. Because I've yet to enjoy being a part of a mastermind, is there anything I didn't ask you that you should share with our listeners to truly understand the significance of being a part of a group like this? You know, the thing is, we've already talked about a number of things, but the blind spots really get people in trouble and the mastermind groups can help you with that. Masterminds also give you great insight. It gives you the ability to think differently about your approach. There's a great amount of affirmation in mastermind groups that people are longing for. We like to be affirmed. You like it, Sarah, when I would say, Sarah, you got this, man. You're killing it. Can't believe what a great job you're doing as that podcast host. You make those people feel so warm and inviting and you're just doing, see, it's affirmation and it gives you encouragement to keep on trying to do a great job because we don't respond as well to being beat down as we do to affirmation. Right. And these groups are able to give you that spiritual health. You know, we have to be in touch in our mind, our body and soul. The resources that we get is huge. Vision is something that most people don't have. And it gives you great clarity, you know, when you have a mission statement and values and you have a vision and then the network of people that just exponentially grows. And then finally, there's a time to celebrate. And I love that because when you do something good now and you're in isolation, you give yourself a high five. You're like, oh, didn't I do a good job? But when you invest your time and energy with people that care about you, when you hit that home run or that stand-up double, you go to your group and say, hey, guys, I killed it this week. And they're all cheering and high-fiving through the video, you know, giving <laughs> knuckles. And you're like, that feels good. Like, I got family. I got community. I've got people that will celebrate with me. And for me, that's just vital. All these things are vital for the growth and the uh, well-being of you as an individual, personally and professionally. And it's just so many people have grown exponentially as a result of being in these masterminds. I am so excited to see if I can't find myself the, the perfect place to fit in in a mastermind group. Thank you so much for sharing this with us today. If you were to leave our listeners with two, I like to call them sticky notes because as organizers and productivity pros, we can, it's very on brand for us, but 
two high impact pieces of advice or things to leave us with today about your message for, for masterminding, what would they be? You know, when I was a kid, Sarah, my mom had a saying that I despised. She would come <laughs> in my room as a child and she would open the blinds and she would just be singing. It would be a good regardless of what was going on. And I would say, mom, I don't want to do that. Or I can't do that. And she'd say, oh no, Aaron can't, couldn't do it, but could did it all. And she had this motto and she said it all the time. I've adopted it as my life mantra. And I believe that I can do these things. And I surround myself with people that encourage me to do things. I get the naysayers out of my life. I want people around me that's going to help take me to the next level. Sarah, a lot of the people out there today listening to me, they're afraid. And most of them are afraid of failure. And I just want to encourage you that not trying is the failure, mm-hmm. not in not succeeding. So if you want to be really headed in the right direction, develop a mindset of you can do it and be more afraid of a missed opportunity than you are failure. And if you do that, you too will be successful and significant as we go through this journey we call life. My goodness, Aaron. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Where can our listeners find more about you, the Mastermind Playbook, Iron Sharpens Iron? Where can we find you online? Well, thank you. I certainly appreciate that. Man, what a great afternoon it's been for me. Thank you for doing such a great job and hosting this. It's been a real delight for me. The easiest place to find us is viewfromthetop.com. Dot com. And if you're interested in the playbook, I would go to themastermindplaybook.com. Perfect. And listeners, we'll make sure we get those in the show notes in case you're driving or you don't want to, you can't jot it down right now. But I'm so excited for you to go ahead, go out there, explore what it would mean to get involved with the community, have that access to who they are connected with, those relationships that are out there for you, the encouragement they can offer you. And it sounds like with the Mastermind Playbook and Iron Sharpens Iron, there's a great resource for you to start. I'm Sarah Karakayan. That wraps up this episode of Standout. Thanks so much for being here with me and learning with me. Like I said, I've never been involved in a mastermind, but it's something I've had on my mind for a long time. If you like this podcast episode, if you're able to walk away with a nugget of inspiration or something valuable, please leave us a review hit that subscribe button. We want to reach as many organizing and productivity professionals as possible. So also feel free to share this into every episode with your colleagues, your team, and whoever else might benefit. I look forward to hanging out with you next time. We'll talk to you then. That's all for today's episode of Stand Out, brought to you by NAPO, the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. Be sure to visit napo.net to join, learn more about our educational offerings, local chapters, and more.